The following program is provided by Renew Your Mind Ministries. Welcome to Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God radio program, an in-depth study of the Word of God. The program name is from Romans 12.2, which says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Welcome back to Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God program, which is a verse by verse, chapter by chapter study of the Word of God, which you can hear on each Tuesday from 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 90.1 WMPR. Also, you can hear the program on our website, or now on any podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and any other number of podcasts at any time that you want. You can hear previous episodes and get caught up because we are now studying the Word of God. We're in the book of John and the New Testament. We're in the third chapter, which we're going to pick up today. But if you miss any of the prior programs, uh, starting in John chapter one, John chapter two, where we went verse by verse in any of those chapters, you can find the show on the website or any of those national or worldwide podcasting. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, you name it. We're now on it. We have redone our website the new website is renew your mind ministries with an s dot org. That's O R G. So that's renew R E N E W your Y O U R mind M I N D ministries M I N I S T R I E S dot O R G. So we've got a new website or we've done our website. And if you go to the old site of Y, excuse me, www.rymm.cc, there'll be a link to redirect you to the new website of Renew Your Mind Ministries with an S dot org. And on that website, you can hear the prior episodes and and or subscribe and listen to the podcast or the show, previous shows and future shows on any of those podcast platforms I just mentioned. Also new to the site is a button or an opportunity to donate to the site. With all organizations, we have expenses and we need your help to keep the program on the radio airs uh, on 90.1. And there you have an opportunity to donate. We are a young ministry. We are a nonprofit and we're starting the process to be declared a 501c3 nonprofit with the IRS so future donations can be written off as on your taxes as a charitable donation. But, and with any organization, we have expenses. And God has put it on my heart to ask for donations because when we first started the program, I came out of my pocket to pay for it. And when God put it on my heart to start the ministry and to start the radio program, uh, my number one question to God was, how's it going to be paid for? Uh, I talked to God just like I talked to I would talk to any one of you all because God is real. He's more real than any of us. 
So I actually have, you know, verbal conversations with God because whether we verbalize our thoughts or feelings because he's God, he knows already what we're thinking and what we're feeling. And so I, I just come accustomed to having verbal conversations with him. And I'm like, uh, Father God, I hear what you're telling me to do, but where are the funds going to come to sustain it? And he said, ask for donations. And that really took me back because I didn't want to ask for donations over what well, I didn't want to ask for money, period let alone over the airways or over the internet, the world period. Because again, now that we are on these podcasting services, this goes beyond just Jackson, Mississippi and WMPR broadcasting range. It can be heard all over the world. And so I was, I didn't want to do it because mostly pride and also, you know, like many Christians do, we're jaded because over the years through the media and this we've been bombarded that preachers or ministries asking for donations and the donations not being properly used. And so for a while I was jaded against, I had a mentality of being hesitant to do that, but God got me over that, but mostly didn't want to ask because of pride. And I think God knew that. And God first told me, and he, he referred to me by my first name, Arnold, be obedient. Be obedient. Ask for the donations. He said, my prescribed way of funding ministries is through my people giving back to ministries. And just because of your pride, your pride doesn't change that. Just because a few bad actors have may have, may have misused that doesn't change my prescribed way of doing things. And my prescribed way of doing things is my people, my family, my children give back. And so you be obedient and do that. And I said, yes, sir. And even in saying, yes, sir, when I that's one reason why we had to redo the website, because the current website would not allow us or who we're hosting the current or the old website. That's the R.Y.M.M. dot C.C. Uh, where we were hosting that, it would not allow us to put a donate button on it. So that's why we had to go to a new website hosting service and name. So we would be able to put the donate button on there. It's through PayPal. It's secured. And so even in doing that, I still wrestle with coming on the air and asking for donations. And And my prayer to God was, well, is this the right episode to, to do it? Is this the right time to do it? And I went to church today and, and God answered that prayer. Not only that prayer, he answered another prayer that I'm going to get to in a moment. My pastor, who is Pastor Joe Sims of Word of Life Church on Lakeland Drive in Floorwood, Mississippi, he spoke about giving. Why, as believers, we should give. And so that confirmed because I'd have been asking God, you know, when was the right time to give? And then this particular service would be about giving. So in my spirit, I felt this was the right time to do it. And then the second prayer that he answered in this, this ministry is you may or take notice that before the program started, it says the following program is brought to you by Renew Your Mind Ministries. This is a ministry. And a part of the radio program is a part of the ministry to 
teach and preach the word of God. One, that for those who do not know him can come to salvation. For those who do, that we can get a better understanding of who our God is because he has shown himself who he is in his word. And I'm and God has anointed me to bear to teach this word. And so that's one aspect of the ministries, because if you notice, it's not a single ministry. It says ministries. And so when he gave me the name of the ministry, he said ministries. So I don't know if I knew it then, but I know it now that the radio program is just one aspect of the ministry. And God has put in my spirit that something else I felt that he wanted me to do out of this ministry. And as I was studying for one of the programs, because I don't just get on the air and just start talking before I come on. I pray. I read the word and I study the word. Go to various sources and one of the various sources I website I go to that was an ad to donate to buy Bibles. And that kind of resonated in my spirit. And so I'm like, is that something I should be doing or this ministry should be doing as well? And so it it came and it went and and I continued to pray about it. And it came in my spirit recently again, a couple of days ago, and, and I rationalized it out of my mind. I'm like, everybody have Bibles or, or a Bible app. That's really no need for a Bible uh, for to give a better raise money to, to, to give Bibles away. Bibles are everywhere. And so I kind of put it out of my mind and then God put it back in my mind and answered the second prayer about what else this ministry should be doing. Going back to the service of Pastor Joel today, when he talked about our giving to the local church of word of life, the church has given a lot to missions, missionaries. And he told the story of him and his daughter going to China. And while they were there, China's a communist country, very anti-Christianity. And the church that do have, they're usually underground and they're, they're persecuted. And while he was there, he realized the need for Bibles because of the shortage of Bibles, because it's pretty much outlawed and very monitored that they didn't have many Bibles that have been translated into what we call Chinese, but I think their real language is called Mandarin, translated into Mandarin, the language that they speak and read. And so what they would do is someone would tear a piece of the Bible and memorize it. And various members of the church will memorize that Bible. And that's how they would spread the word. And God put it in my spirit. That should not be. We have to look beyond Jackson, Mississippi. United States and other areas where Bibles may be abundant and Bible apps may be abundant, but God is just not a God of Jackson. He's just not a God of Mississippi. He's just not a God of the United States. He's the God of the whole wide world and he want his word to be in the whole wide world. And so and we take a granted for a lot of things. And one of the things we took for granted, I took granted in my mind that everybody have Bibles. And when he told that story, it resonated in my spirit. Everybody don't have Bibles. Everybody don't have Bible apps, for example, in China and India and these other countries that Christianity is outlawed or is not as well known as here in America. People shouldn't have to rip a page out of a Bible and have to memorize in order to share it with others. It should be readily available. And so God put it in my heart and confirmed that's the second aspect of this ministry to raise funds to buy Bibles for those countries that don't have them. For example, in China. So not only will your donation go to help keep the program on the air so we can continue to preach the word of God, but also to provide the word 
in the form of Bibles to those who don't have it, because the name of the program is renewing your mind with the word of God. And if people do not have the word, a Bible, and no one is teaching it to them, they won't be able to one come to salvation because the word says you come to faith by hearing the word of God and reading the word of God. And so it's important to look beyond our local circumstances and look how God looks universally and realize there are millions, if not billions of people do not have access to Bibles, do not have access to God's word. And so God confirmed that in my spirit that a part of that donation of what you're going to be doing, and that's what I'm going to be looking at because he's confirmed it. it's partnering to better get these Bibles, get God's word translated into these various languages and getting into hands of people who need them. We all need the word of God. And so that's probably that's one of the reason why we had to do the new website to be able to put that functionality where you can donate to the ministry and keep the word of God on the air. And more importantly, to buy Bibles that's translated into local languages to put in people's hands who so desperately need them because we all need God and we all need his word. And so enough of that. Let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for being our God. You are a great God. You're an awesome God. You are our God. You so loved us that you gave your only begotten son, Jesus, to come to this earth and die for our sins, being the ultimate and perfect sacrifice, even though he was sinless. You put it all on him that we may have an opportunity to be saved from your wrath and be in your kingdom, O oh Lord. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that you sent back to empower us. To do those things, we'll have you to do, O oh Lord. And so we just thank you and we just praise you. We just thank you for this radio program, O oh Lord. We thank you for those who are listening. We just pray and thank you that you bless those who are listening, that they will come to salvation if they need to be saved. And they have already been saved to come to be able to renew their mind unto things of you, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we just thank you and just ask them to, to bless the program with a donation so we can carry out the ministry that you've put in our hearts to do. We pray and we give thanks and all these things in your son, mighty name, Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. When we last left off, I think our last program, we talked about, I clarified, use that time to clarify my statement about uh, we're going to die. I am not going to spend any more time on that. We're going to get right back into where we left off. Prior to the last program, we was in the book of John, chapter three, verses 13 through 17. And we're going to pick up in verse 18 today and try to get to verse 36. While I don't believe we're going to get to that, that's going to be the that's where we're going to uh, go to at least read today and see how far we get as we break it down, as always, verse by verse. So we're going to go. If you would turn your book, turn with me with your Bible to the book of John, chapter three, or go to your Bible app and go to the book of John, which is in the New Testament, chapter three. And we're going to read verses 17 through 36. And then we're going to come back and break them down individually and see how far we get. And if the Lord says the same, we'll pick up where we left off on next week. And so let's look at this verse 17 and John, the book of John in the New Testament, chapter three, verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. And before I go into further, I'm reading from the NIV version, the NIV version. So looking at depending on which version that you're reading may look a little different, but I'm reading from the NIV version. Chapter uh, verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Verse 19, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. 20 verse 20. 
Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for a fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Verse 22. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. Verse 23. Now, John also was baptizing at Enon near Salim because there were plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. Verse 24. This was before John was put in prison. Verse 25. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. Verse 26. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi. That man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he's baptizing and everyone is going to him. Verse 25. To this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. Verse 29. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom's waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and it is now complete. Verse 30. He must become greater. I must become less. Verse 31. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from them. The one who comes from heaven is above all. Verse 32. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Verse 33. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. 34. For the one whom God has sent speaks the word of God, for God gives the spirit without limit. Verse 35. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Verse 36. Whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on them. Amen. Let's pick it up on verse 28. It says, John, again, we're in the New Testament. John chapter 3, verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. According to the Bible, everyone, every person is guilty of sin. According to the Bible, every person is guilty of sin because in Romans 3.23, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory. And the reason why that is, as I explained before, is because once Adam, who we all came from, disobeyed God in sin, from that point on, sin was in the world. So from the very from our very birth, we are in sin and in need of a savior, which is Jesus. And because of that sin, we deserve death, according to Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Jesus paid that penalty when he went on the cross, even though he was sinless and he was blameless. He took what all of us are deserving of. And for those of us who believe that Jesus did that for our sins, we'll have everlasting life with the father in his kingdom. So Jesus did not come to condemn. We were already condemned from the moment Adam and Eve sinned. We were condemned. They were condemned. Everybody to flow from them, which is all of us were condemned. He came as prior verse said to save. All right. Verse 
19. Book of John, chapter 3, verse 19. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but the people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. The opening verse of the Gospel of John referred to Jesus as the light. Light reveals truth and exposes what is hidden. According to verse number 19, the reason why so many people reject Jesus is because they don't want their life exposed. I mean, that's all of us. I'm guilty of that. All of us have done things that we don't want exposed. And, and not necessarily talking about individual sins, why that is included in that, but the fact that we are sinful, that men and women are sinful due to our fall, due to Adam disobedience. And Jesus, a part of coming to salvation, we have to acknowledge that we are sinners. So he exposes that we are sinners in need of a savior, which God provides in the form of Jesus. Thank God that he did. But many reject him because they don't want to come out of darkness, come out of sin, that sin mentality, that sin, sin lifestyle. So it's and, and, and as Christians and as believers, we are not saying that we're better than anyone because we accepted Jesus. And we're not saying that we don't ever sin. Part of being a Christian is recognizing that, hey, I am a sinner. I have sinned and confessing that and believing that Jesus Christ died for those sins and that we have redemption through the sacrifice that Jesus made. So we're not saying we're better than anybody. We're not moving on to the next verse, verse 20 in John, the third chapter, verse 20. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. Again, Jesus is described as the light, which we saw in John chapter one, verse nine. This light reveals things and some of what it uncovers. We rather keep secret. Those who commit sins would prefer that sin stay hidden instead of exposed. But we have to we have to come out of that darkness. We have to admit that, hey, we are in darkness. We are in sin, but there is a way out. And that way is Jesus. Verse 21. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. So according to verse 21, life in Christ results in our actions being approved by God. Going back to our foundational verse of Romans 12, 2, which says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing, which means made new, made fresh of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when we come to salvation, when we renew our mind in his word about what he wants us to do and how to live and how to think, those actions as a result are pleasing and approved by God. A rebirth in Christ give us meaning and give us purpose because God has put all of us on, on this earth for a purpose. My purpose is what I'm doing now. I'm not saying this is the only thing I do because I do have a full time job. But this ministry that he's ushered me into, God put me on the earth to do this. He's put you on the earth to do something for the kingdom. Even if it's just telling another person about Jesus and what he did on the cross, not necessarily a full fledged ministry. Or preaching in a pulpit. He hadn't called all of us to do that. But he has said in his word. 
that we ought to share the good news, the gospel of his son, Jesus Christ, in him dying for our sins. Have you told anyone lately about Jesus? How he changed you, how he saved you and how he could possibly save them. Why he may not have called all of us into ministry full fledged. He has called us to witness to someone. Moving on, I think this is probably going to be our last verse, verse 22 in John chapter three. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean Christian side where he spent some time with them and baptized. According to verse 22, Jesus spent time with his disciples. This is one of the more important aspects of being a Christian time with God. Yes, it is. The Bible gives us believers many promises of knowledge, wisdom, strength. Yet these promises are in the context of a person who has spent time communicating with, with, with Jesus. We want the promises of God. We want our petitions, our prayers to be answered. We need to spend time with God, just like his disciples did. Pastor mentioned in his service today, God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. What well, is applicable to those who are doing the things that he instructed us to do. He's given us grace. He's given us mercy. He's given us a lot of things. And we want things from him, you know, truth be told. And as our Heavenly Father, he said he won't withhold those things. But he needs us to do some things as well. Be obedient. Going back to what I said, starting off on the program about asking for donations. He told me to be obedient. He's told me to be obedient in a lot of things. And that's my desire. Am I always obedient? No. But when I'm not, I can come to him, confess that disobedience and ask him to forgive me. In his words, say he will. For first John one nine says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Amen. That's as far as we're going to be able to get today. If the Lord say the same, we're going to pick up, I believe, in verse number 23. So let's play. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for being God. Lord, I just praise you. You're an awesome God. A God that was sent his only begotten son to die for those who are so deserving of death to give us another chance. I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your Holy Word. I thank you for your Holy Will. I just thank you for this opportunity to just teach and preach your word to your people, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. We pray that this Bible study has blessed you. If you have a prayer request, you can email it to us at renewyourmind, the letter M, at gmail.com. Remember, you can hear current and past programs at any time on our website at www.rymm.cc. We encourage you to tell others about the program and share our website of www. Dot R -Y -M -M dot CC. Jesus says in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. By telling others about the program, you are doing your part to spread the gospel into all the world about our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Until next time, this has been Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God.